Just in the last 12 months, nearly half of Americans have attempted to lose weight. We all have health and fitness goals we want to achieve, and with so many options out there, you need a group of like-minded individuals cheering you on. Welcome to the Weight Loss with Wendy podcast, a podcast where we dig into the reasons we get stuck on our journeys to weight loss, the latest tools and tips we found that really work, and how to truly feel in control around food at a party, at home, and yes, even on vacation. Your host is a life and weight loss coach and a woman who has successfully lost 55 pounds herself. Here to help you succeed, welcome Wendy Crabb. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I don't know about you, but I am so glad the election is over. Well, it's not really over, but you know what I mean. I recently got back from my hiking trip with my sister in Hot Springs, Arkansas, and it was so nice. Perfect weather, scenery, being with my sister, I highly recommend it. People were so nice there. So way to go, people from Hot Springs. And actually, anywhere that I traveled in Arkansas. Although it's not very far from the Texas border, for sure. Today, I wanted to talk about feeling in control over the holidays. These holidays will likely be different for most of us. Less gatherings, but still plenty of temptations. The problem is, many people have already had nine months of stress eating over COVID and the election. In the past, you may have used the holidays or the time between Thanksgiving to January 2nd as a free pass to overindulge. I used to do that myself. That adds up to between the COVID for nine months election and two months of holidays, 11 months of overeating. Or your weight may have yo-yoed up and down over that time. You may feel like you don't have control over food or that overconsuming food and alcohol is something that just happens to us. That's because most people are on autopilot or have no idea how much they are consuming. I know I didn't. Our brain tells us it's all or nothing. Either we're on a restrictive diet or we eat anything and everything. But it doesn't have to be that way. It starts with awareness. We think seeing and being surrounded by food are what is causing our cravings. That is part of it. But did you know that we have over 60,000 thoughts running around our brain every day? And most of us are only aware of a handful of them. What is interesting is that most people are unaware of the thoughts they have about food. Did you know that your thoughts about food can cause cravings too? Here's what happens in response to a craving. We eat concentrated sugar, cookies, breads, processed foods, donuts, or anything like that. So our dopamine or pleasure centers in our brain light up like a Christmas tree. Same thing if we have alcohol, cocaine, heroin, watching porn, etc. All of those things cause our brains to light up with the dopamine in the pleasure centers of our brain. So this pleasure center sends signals or cravings to have more of that same food or whatever it is you're overindulging in. The more we eat it, the more we crave it. Here is what also can happen. If you eat snacks at night when you are watching TV, your brain associates watching TV with that food if you repeat that behavior. Pretty soon you have just created a habit. Chances are you're not even aware of it. You may have started this habit out of boredom or feel like you're entitled to relax once in a while, and then you associate relaxing with eating. You see how this goes? 
Sometimes just seeing a commercial or someone else eat your favorite food will cause dopamine to be released in your brain, light up, and then we have a craving for it, mainly because we're thinking that looks good or I've had a stressful day, I deserve to have that cookie or chips. Food is an object. Food by itself can't generate a feeling. For example, not everyone likes Cheetos. Some people think Cheetos are gross or have absolutely no desire to eat them. Cheetos by itself is absolutely neutral. It's how we think about it that affects our response. So it's our thoughts that create our feelings. A craving is desire, which is a feeling. Feelings are created by our thoughts. Part of the reason why we go to food for comfort is because this is how our parents used to make us feel better and societal norms. When we were little and having a bad day, our parents would get us a snack or ice cream or whatever, or we would do that if we were latchkey kids. I know I did. I came home from school and went through the pantry. So I know I did this with my children. If they were having a bad day too, we'd go to Dairy Queen, get an ice cream, or I'd buy their favorite chips. So it's rampant in our society. We don't know how to deal with our emotions. Is bottom line, we were never taught, we were never trained. So in our society, we have been brought up to associate food with any celebration, family gatherings, holidays, vacations, whether we're happy or sad, and nothing is wrong with that except if we overeat at all these occasions. And let's face it, many times, the holidays and eating with our families, the foods are not always the healthiest. We also have a lot of beliefs about food in our society. Beliefs are just thoughts we have been thinking about for a long time. And like most thoughts, we are not aware of them. When we're not aware of the thoughts we are having, then we think all of our thoughts are true and we don't question them. Here are some long-held beliefs that are very common in our society. What is interesting is for many of these beliefs, there is no evidence that they are true. See if you recognize any of them. What do you agree or disagree with? There are no right or wrong beliefs, but you might want to question the truth of them. Belief in a lot of these thoughts are often what keeps us stuck in old habits. For example, thinking that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. This was me for so long, so many, many years. And then I tried intermittent fasting, which helped me with my weight loss and has helped me maintain my weight. And I don't eat breakfast very often anymore. So I just proved that wrong for myself, that breakfast is not the most important meal of the day. It doesn't mean that you don't ever have it once in a while. And if you eat breakfast every day, that's fine too, but it's your choice. Another one is eating six small meals a day is the best way to keep from getting hungry and overeating. That is not true for everybody. That was not true for me. It just kept my insulin levels high. Another one is eat all foods in moderation. That's a pretty common one. Number four, I need to eat three meals a day. Very common. Number five, intermittent fasting is abnormal. There's a lot of people that believe this. And I think the truth is that if you don't know much about it, that's kind of the way we think. But once you find out more about it, you may want to try it. Number six, eating fat is bad. That for sure used to be something that I thought on a very regular basis. And that's what they told us about dieting, is that eating everything low fat. And we know that doesn't work. 
Then there are thoughts that create unwanted desire and cause us to overeat, such as eating sweets is part of life. So if we don't question that, we continue to think that and think that that is a normal way to eat. And a lot of people can also associate that with it's normal to overeat in our society. It's normal to eat to celebrate. Food is delicious and meant to be enjoyed often. Cooking and eating with my family is love. Here's one of my favorites. Parties without food or drink aren't fun. And a lot of times we don't go to parties thinking about the people necessarily, but about the food that we're going to eat. What do you think? Is that true for a lot of people? And now I go to parties to be with the people. And the focus is not as much on food. It's very freeing when that happens, when you're not just all focused on the food. Another one is food is one of the most important pleasures of life. Remember, we're not judging these. We're just seeing if this is true for us and if we want to continue to believe it. It's normal to overeat and be overweight. I said that one before. Cutting back is painful. Restriction is not normal. I should be able to eat anything I want. This is one that has hung on for me for a long time. The truth is, is that not all of us can do that. There's plenty of people that can, and good for you. I am not one of those people. I cannot just have a ton of my favorite food in the house, and that's okay. I choose not to, and I choose not to let that be a temptation for me. And then other things, other junk food, I'm fine with having around. You need to know what your limitations are in that regard. And here's another good one. It won't matter just this once. How many times have we said that? So these thoughts are very sneaky and can only be changed by becoming aware. So how do you become aware? By asking yourself more questions or questioning whether you believe any of these 18 common beliefs that I've mentioned. You get to decide if you want to change any of these thoughts. So stay aware and curious by writing down what you eat. This helps you recognize your patterns. Try being non-judgmental and curious, and you will be more willing to change these beliefs. So what are three things that you can do to prepare yourself for the holidays in a way that you don't feel hungry or deprived? Number one, cut out snacking now and eat just three meals a day, including lots of veggies, which help you keep full longer, One fruit a day, healthy proteins, healthy fats that are full fat, like avocado, olive oil, making dressings with balsamic vinegar, olive oil, and lemon, or things like that, other vinegars, whole grains, less sugar, breads, and pastas. So why should we eat less sugars, breads, and pastas? Because eating a lot of sugar can cause you to have more cravings. And if we have more cravings, then it's harder for us to stay on our plan. Bread and pasta and processed foods get broken down by the body into concentrated sugar. And that is why I advocate eating less of those foods. Remember, we're not cutting out any food group. We're just having some foods less often. Number two, plan your food ahead of time. Use the decision-making part of your brain. Start by bringing your lunch to work and eating out less often. If you don't want to have to plan your food every day, then plan it the day of and the day after a party or special event. 
If you're going to have a joy eat of your favorite food or your favorite food at your mom's house, have a smaller portion and add veggies to your plate. Don't starve yourself or punish yourself if you overeat. Ask yourself what's going on, what you were thinking and feeling at the time. Learn from it and move on. Don't use that as an excuse to just say the heck with it and this is never going to work and I might as well eat whatever I want because nothing will work. That's how we get down that roller coaster and river of misery. Number three, learn how to talk to yourself so you will listen. This means stop judging yourself for what you're thinking and feeling. Just notice it. Figure out what thoughts you want to believe about food and its role in our society and our life. Here are a few thoughts that I decided to believe and think on purpose about food that helped me lose weight and keep it off. Number one, eating healthy fats keeps me feeling full longer. Number two, celebrating does not need to include food or alcohol. I can focus on the people. What a concept. Number three, intermittent fasting lets me use my own body fat for fuel and keeps my insulin levels down. Number four, breakfast is not the most important meal of the day for me. It's okay if it is for you. Number five, I use food to fuel my body and let my thoughts and aspirations fuel my soul. Number six, I don't need food to help me feel better. I can take a walk, talk with a friend, journal, meditate, listen to music, etc. So what's the take-home message? Overeating is a learned habit, and food has no control over you. Your thoughts and feelings do. The holidays do not have to be a free-for-all. If there are no foods that are off-limits and you are not starving all the time by dieting and instead are eating more full fats, veggies, and foods you love, then you can choose to take the holidays and the gluttony of foods available one day at a time. And you get to decide when to have your favorite food. Being in control of your food choices and staying aware and curious is what will make it work for you. Now, remember, I still have a special going on, $100 off my six-month one-on-one online coaching program till the end of November. And I'm doing this for my three-year anniversary special of when I started my weight loss journey. Next week, I have a special guest interview with one of my clients about her weight loss journey and what it's like to work with me. Here's a quote of the week, a few quotes or gems from Elizabeth Benton, who's the author of Chasing Cupcakes. There is a difference between not having control and not taking control. She also says, I can practice making better choices. That's a great thought. And one more, emotional eating is something I did in the past, unless I choose it right now. It's a choice. So how do you get in touch with me? I invite you to get on a 30-minute phone chat with me where I can help you figure out where you get stuck in your weight loss journey and help you find one simple thing that you can do right now to change it by the end of the call. You will also find out how you can work with me. I also invite you to join my Healthy Habits 2.0 Facebook group where we support each other with our weight loss and healthy eating journeys with recipes, videos, tips, and inspirational quotes to keep you going. Don't forget to rate my podcast and write a review to get it out there. If there is a topic you struggle with, email me and I will be sure to address it. My contact information is in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. 
You've been listening to the Weight Loss with Wendy podcast. We're so glad you're here. Connect with us online at weightlosswithwendy.coach and check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time, as Wendy says, we help take the puzzle out of losing weight for good.